Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA Podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to be looking back over Cavan Miners' victory over Fermanagh in the Ulster Minor Championship and looking ahead to their quarterfinal against Antrim. This coming Saturday, we'll also be looking back over the All-County Football League action from last weekend and giving our one-word predictions, um, hopefully for the right games this week. Um, but as always, I'm joined by Paul Fitzpatrick, sports editor of the anglo Celt. Um, if you want to hear the, our reviews of Cavan ladies against Donegal and the Cavan lads against Donegal and a little bit of our opinions on on the Talchon Cup, we, um, as always, myself and Paul are on the exact same page on that, but head on over to patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan. So you've come around to my way of thinking, Paul. It's obviously Talchon Cup is the way to go and um, it's, it's the best way for the GA to progress. I personally, like, I would be absolutely positively ecstatic if Cavan can get a big win over the likes of Fermanagh or, or even even the likes of Waterford or Carlo there. Like, you know, you know, this like that'd be no, that'd be no laugh matter, Damien. I just cannot wait to test ourselves against the, against the big guns. If you want to hear more of that, it's over. Of that's where you're calving. We're not going down it again. Um, speaking of good wins, though, the Cavan Miners, Jesus, they they made well. They were made. They were put into a difficult position. I wouldn't say they made hard work of it or or, or anything last weekend, but put in a really good. Performance um, against Fermanagh, hitting nine scores in a row, uh, one just before half time, and eight in at the start of the second half to go from a six point deficit at half time to winning the game by by three. Really, really impressive game because they created a huge amount of goal chances. I was totting it up, and I I had five down on my notes, and then when I started to think back over them, when I was reading through my notes, there really could have been six or seven goal chances for Calvin missed. Or saved by Shea. Yeah, I was only following this game on Twitter, David, but I read your report on it and it seemed like the Fermanagh goalkeeper had the absolute game of his life. Stormer. Absolute stormer. Like he, he was the player of the match, probably. He, he genuinely was. Even on the losing side, he was the player of the match because he had a bigger influence than anybody else on the game. Now, Lurkin Riley and Key and Keeney were, were, were excellent as well, but nobody had as big an influence as Shea McElroy. That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. So uh, when I was following it, like it was like goal for Fermanagh and then another one. And then the, when the other one went in just before half time, I thought to myself, Jesus, well, this this Cavan Minor team might be excellent in the championship here. And it was feeling pretty pretty bleak at that stage. But it looked like Cavan just got a great run on Fermanagh then and and really just you know, once they got them where they wanted them, they didn't let up and just kept going and kept going. So was that how it played out in person? Yeah, it was. It was. And and in fairness to the management, they seem to Get get them just at the right time. I'd say much more than than six points down at half time. It would have been hard to to turn it back around. But they, what was the most to trail by Damien? I think it was seven at one point. Seven. It, it got down to seven at one stage. That's my that's my old theory. 
with seven points. It's very common to see a team come back from seven, but but eight is very rare. Yeah, it was it was three, four, which is thirteen to, to six points. Mm. And then Calvin got the last point before half time with, with, with Key and Keeney. Um but uh, look let, let's hear from the Calvin manager Shani Smith. I cut up with him after the game. Signed by Calvin Minor manager Shani Smith after a, a scintillating second half and, and a nervy first half here in Brewster Park. But you have to be delighted with the character your players showed in that second half. Yeah, you have to be, and I suppose you were delighted the last day as well in terms of performance being against Tyrone. And, and uh, I suppose it's part of the journey, is it? Like you start to learn more about these boys, but it was a great response in the second half. Look, we were disappointed at half time, and the very little word said at half time, money by them young lads in there which just goes to show the character we'll be having this group so yeah we responded well and uh, I suppose the goals win, can win matches but this time around I suppose the points were as good as the goals for us you know we had a couple of chances that we should have taken but look very happy to get out of it you know If you look at it in terms of the first half down by six points but missed four goal chances or four goal chances saved I suppose even the first point of the game you could say was half a goal chance as well so creating a lot of opportunities Absolutely yeah and, and uh, some really really good forwards in there look sure you know Keane to be fair them has a couple, of, a couple of chances and you know if you were in that position you'd go for them as well but yeah it was super keeper for, for Mano was really really good so yeah, look, that's, that's life, but at least at least we get over the line with scores and the scoreboard with points, you know, which is good. When the the Fermanagh forward line, particularly the, the full forward, looked at a classy player, the temptation I suppose was to retreat and bring extra bodies back. But you trusted the lads to, to sort that out themselves and stayed man for man, pretty much tried to try the game and it paid off. Yeah, which are, look, you're, you know yourself, Damien, when you're when you're six points down, you know, when you're a knockout championship, you can't sit back like and you know you talk, you think about them things, but. You know, there was never a chance these boys were going to step back. They said themselves they were going to push on, and, and they did. Like you know, they pushed it on, pushed it into that forward line. You look at your full forward line, Key and Keeney and 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 Lurkin, Riley, particularly in the full forward line. When the crucial scores were needed, I think it was nine, ten scores in a row without a response. They stepped up big time. They absolutely did, and, and and I suppose you'd have to admire the boys out the field. The ball going in was was good, and and, and the boys presented well for it. Yeah, and okay, you'd have to be delighted with those. The, the, particularly Lurkin had a, a super super game for us and, and the likes of Ben Tully he mightn't be on the scoreboard but he's he plays with his head up like and, and that's what you'd like to see when you're an inside forward is the man at the field looking pinpoint passes but uh, yeah look glad to get out of it Damien I'm, I'm just on the pitch here now and I didn't realise it's quite a breeze here in the, in the playing witchy in the second half yeah. were, you, were you conscious of that in the half time yeah, we were yeah and we knew like we, like as you said there like I suppose you can be, you can be hard on, on lads and I suppose the one thing we're conscious going in you have to look at the positives and as you said there we were creating chances and uh, you know and, and, they, and they kept doing that the second half but um you know, to be fair, uh, when we pushed up on the boys and the mana, like it's, we got we got reward for it and some great turnovers down the pitch, and um, yeah, that was good. The work rate was, was absolutely excellent. It keeps you in the, in the competition, and, and games will develop these boys better than any trainings you can do. So it, it means now, most likely, depending on tonight's results, but Antrim, uh, Mon and Donegal, I think, are the teams that are, are there. Yeah, and do you know what? You know yourself that performance, uh, the first half won't will keep you in the game against them teams. So we we'll look at that and, and look forward. To it. But it's, it's great to still be in it, and uh, these boys deserve to be in it with a huge amount of time and effort to put into training. And um, you know, so delighted to still be in the championship. Do you know what I love about this? I think I finish a lot of interviews actually, and <laughs> you know what I love about. Um, but anyway. 
the the bravery, the bravery within the team, the bravery within the management. The the, the look at this is about development. Uh, this is about making these guys better footballers. Like when you're conceding three goals, as I was saying to Shani, there it's so easy to to say, well, let's just close up the gate here and 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 concede no more goals. But they didn't. They they said to Leslie, you got to step up. It's man for man, and you got to step up here and win your battles. And we've got to score more going forward. And that's great coaching. That's great management, I have to say. Yeah, look, anytime you come from that far behind and win a championship match is great. They've they had a good run in the Ulster Minor League this team as well, didn't they? Like they beat Donegal and yeah. um, were very competitive in, in all their games. They beat from Anna now. They've got Antrim up next, chance to take another scallop. So like you'd be hopeful, I suppose, that Cavan will beat Antrim. I think the draw is kind based on results. And I know Antrim are kind of on the rise a bit at minor. They've taken some scalps in the last couple of years. They beat Monaghan in this competition. Yeah, 2-12 or 2-11 to 11 points. So, yeah. yeah, that was a great win and I, I remember them beating Donegal maybe two, three years ago as well. So they're definitely on the rise but looking at the record of teams in the minor championship and under 20 championship in the last 10 or 15 years like from Anna and Natural would be the teams that you'd be hoping to run into with all due respect. So I think it's, it's a good opportunity for Cavan you'd imagine. Antrim did lose out in the their second game then to Tyrone three seventeen to five points. So um you know that was a week after Cavan lost out to Tyrone in a narrow enough game. So um you, you, Cavan will go in favourites once again, but they'll um they'll have learned a lot from that from Anna performance. I tell you what I what I loved about this. So there was a lot of good performances. There it is again. I loved I loved the fact <laughs> When the chips were down, when, when it was very, very important to get scores, we have a youngster who literally was willing to take the game by the scruff of the neck and step up. Now, Keane Keane, was playing well consistently throughout. But when Cavan were within a point of, of, of Fermanagh into the second half, so they scored the first four scores of the second half, uh, Lurkin Riley getting one of them from a free... Niall McGee with a point, it was kind of half a goal chance, and then Keane Keeney with two points. You were down by um, down by two points. Lurkin Riley nails a free, steps up a minute later, grabs a mark, nails it, and then steps up a minute later, sticks over a point to put you from two behind to one in front. They're, they're clutch scores, they're, they're big moment plays, and he, he showed nothing but but guts and balls, really to go and, and, and say, I'm taking this game now and I'm going to push this over the line. I, I was very impressed with that. Man. Yeah, I was talking to someone earlier on about bloodlines in, in Gaelic football. Someone used that phrase to me talking about the throne on the 20s and uh, I was laughing. I hadn't heard that exact phrase used before in relation to football. You hear it in relation to, relation to horse racing. But obviously Lorcan Riley is the son of Peter Riley's and that makes him a nephew of Larry's obviously So and Michael. So the bloodlines are very strong there with him. Yeah, and uh, I haven't seen him playing yet now, but listen to, to you here, Damien. He seems to be a very good prospect. And obviously, his his uncle Shani, who's managing the team, played for Cavan as well. So, oh, there you go. Yeah, the bloodlines. Of course, are, yes, of course. But uh, and, and absolutely, I I tell you, I, I was very impressed. I was very very impressed. I was impressed with with the with the overall. And and have been in every game we've seen the work rate and the attitude of this team. Like they're they're playing really good football. Niall McDermott and Barry McGahan and and, and Liam Brady. Every aspect of this team, you'd have to say, there's positivity about it. So really, really impressive stuff. 
this Saturday then they take on Antrim three o'clock in Kingspan Breffney. Um so they'll be they'll be looking forward to that one while as I said earlier Antrim beat Monaghan but they suffered a heavy defeat to Tyrone so coming down to Kingspan Breffney that's a big advantage to have a home quarter final in the Ulster Championship. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. It, there's been some funny results in this competition because Monaghan went out then after losing by two goals to Antrim and put five goals past Darren. Um, Cavan and Tyrone played a high-scoring game. Cavan, after letting in three goals there against Fermanagh, coming back from seven down. So it seems to be really uh, entertaining us the minor championship this. So I'm hoping to catch the minors now. Won't see them Saturday, but uh, I'm hoping they get through now and see them in the semi-final and the final, please, God. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Okay, attention over to the All-County Football League from last weekend. We'll start off with the Romer Energy uh, Division 1 results. Kingscourt Stars were hosting Castle Rahan. Finished Kingscourt Stars 1-14, Castle Rahan 10 points. We both went for Castle Rahan on this one, Paul. How how disappointed are we? Yeah, well, Castle, Kingscourt hadn't been playing well really at all, in fairness now. But they were much the better side here. They got a goal, a goal in the first quarter and that kind of made a big difference to them. Um, I think I'm right in saying it was Alan Clark who got the goal. Um Sorry, yeah, no, Adam was for, yeah, it was him that got the goal. And that's the second goal he's got in this league. So Tosi has come back to form after missing last year and he's been playing really well now, it seems. He he, he lined out a full forward and he scored one two. Uh Joe Dillon wasn't playing for, for Kingscourt. Uh, Peter Corrigan got two points, Keane Shecklin got five. Um, but the second time Tosi has come up with a big score that decided the game. Looking at the Castran team, again they're they're a little bit experimental, but they are they are um, playing a lot of the familiar faces now at this stage. Like Killian McEnroe has been their regular fullback. And O'Connell, Cormac Daly, who was listed here, wing-back. I think he played fullback earlier on. Gavin Daly back in the team and Fergal Riley. David Ritt in the middle of the field. Park McGarren, Sean McGarty on the 40, scored a point. Um, probably a slightly short on experience up front. Uh, they had Keen McCabe there, Ushin O'Connell as well. But um, that's a good win for, for Kingscourt because it gets them... It kind of gets them going again. They've now won three games, lost three, and drawn one. So, you know, reports of their demise probably being exaggerated a little bit. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye on them. They, They've struggled they, for scores, Damien. That's the thing. There's no Barry Riley there. And they have struggled for scores coming into this. Like that. They're going to solve that. Well, they should, they should, yeah, they should solve that. That's the thing. Like, it's gonna be, they're going to be worth watching because no matter what happens now, they're going to bring in a player who's worth five or six points a game, you'd imagine into the team and Jordan Morris like they've, they've scored for 88 points as their total between goals and points so in seven games like it's not great when you consider that Chris Love scored 147 Rammer have 122 in one game less Bally Hayes 110 the Gales have 108 in one game less so they're not exactly free scoring Kingsford but uh, look we know when it comes to championship they're going to be hard to beat Definitely. Calvin Gales hosting Larry United, finished 216 to Calvin Gales, 11 points to Larry United. We both went for the Gales on this one. 
Um, Calvin Gales, I suppose, they're they're inconsistent almost at the moment. Well, they've only played the six games, obviously. Um, looking at the table here, they've won three, lost two, and drawn one. They're up to fourth. I like. I don't think they're gonna they're gonna drop that much. I think we've kind of flagged up their the fact that they're in transition for the last few years, but. I suppose it's a sign of the quality that they had that their transition is still making semi-finals of the senior championship most years. Like, and yeah. here they are now. Like, they're they've come right back into the pack. They, they actually they are in the chasing pack now. It's not it's not a thing that they've come back to the pack. They they are now part of the chasing pack and they're chasing the top couple of teams, which is a position the Gales aren't used to being in. Mm. But they're like they're still rock solid there. Like, and they're still going to take beating. In fairness, yeah. Yeah, they are. Third game then was Cuthill hosting Crushalot, 317 to Crushalot, 115 to Cuthill. It's good scoring from Cuthill um, against the top, well, the top of the Division 1. Um, so, and a, and a top senior side, like most people, sorry, a lot of people would have them as favourites going into a senior championship coming up. So, but it still is another defeat for Cuthill. We both went for Crushalot. Yeah, actually, the funny thing, this game was closer than it looks for a long time. It was the last 10 minutes where, where Crushla outscored uh, Goodhill by 8 points to 1. It was reasonably close for, for a long time. It goes to show the quality that's there in Crushla that like they're missing a lot of county players there. Obviously, James Smith and Paddy Lynch, who lit up the, the Calvin Donegal game, uh, and Stephen Smith's injured at the minute as well. Um, they might be bringing Darmy Feely back into that team possibly as well. And they're still good enough to be top of Division One at seven games played. Like they're they're extremely strong, and I I feel that that mm-hmm. senior senior football in Cavan is getting stronger. I I definitely think it is. There's there's a good spread of strong teams there at the minute, and you know I don't know if that's going to necessarily translate to Ulster Club because it's a bit it's getting a bit like the Tyrone Championship where it's so hard to win it that it's kind of an absolute minefield. And when you get out of it, then you're kind of you feel like your your job is done. But I. Crushed are getting very strong there. Like looking through their team, if that's them with with you know three or four county players added into it, geez, they're very strong. And the good news for them as well is that Adrian Smith, uh, Tomo Tomo is back because uh, he missed out last year. He was a huge loss last year, really. And uh, he's not a county player, but um, so he probably doesn't get the limelight. But he's an excellent player. club player. Yeah, he's an excellent player, and he, he got a goal last week. So, big advantage to have him back. Shane McManus got two goals as well, as I mentioned there. Yeah. Uh, on the Goodhill team, uh, Mark Mullen got six points. John McCutcheon got two. Jamie Smith got a goal. And the Hessen got three points from play. So, uh, they're not going too badly, Goodhill, in fairness. Um, and they still have bodies to come back. Yeah, well, they're competitive there. I should say they haven't won a game yet. So, that's a bit of a stupid comment. They're not going too badly. But... They've been reasonably competitive in, in a lot of their games. They drew they have a draw and five defeats are in them. Yeah. Um okay, Balagna against Rammer. It finished one eleven to Rammer, twelve points to Balagna. And we both went for Rammer and and, and co- we were both quite quick to call this one. I know it's one word answers, but given last year's senior championship clash, we should have actually anticipated this would be close. Yeah, but that was a Balignan team that was probably stronger in fairness. Like, definitely lost a couple of lads, but uh, it's just one of those matchups that always seems to be close. Like, I remember last year talking to some of the Rammer lads after they won, and they were really highlighting Balignan as one of the best teams they played. They found Balignan very hard to beat, and they played them twice. And they drew in the group and then played again in the quarterfinal. Um, so, 
it's not a surprise. They just seem to match up well. But uh, yeah, Ram, that's the closest game Rammer have had now. So they've they've only played six, but but they've had six wins and they've an excellent score difference. They've got uh, a score difference of plus seventy one. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're look like they're going well. It it it's just that extra gear now. Can't they got the the championship lift to come? Um, time will tell. Killing Care were hosting Bally Hayes. It finished Killing Care one fourteen, Bally Hayes four thirteen. Um, we both went for Bally Hayes on this one. Bally Hayes are are, are racking up monster scores on on occasion here. Unreal, David. Yeah, very impressive. Like Bally Hayes toured in Division One. That's it's, they're one of the stories of the of the league so far. They're right up there. They're in the top two or three storylines in this league because. Um, they're an intermediate team and they've only lost one game out of seven in Division 1 against all the best teams in the county so and, and pretty free scoring as well um, like there's only two teams in the Division 1 have scored more than them that's the two teams that are above them and they're reasonably tight at the back as well so Bally is going very well and just that underage success that they're after having um, it, it's starting to come through for them now they're just adding that bit extra to their squad like they have a very strong panel yeah yeah. As for Killing Care, they've only played five games according to the table. One, two, lost three. Again, they'll be reasonably happy as well. They're in eighth out of 13 in Division One. If they can consolidate there, they'll, they'll be happy. Yeah, yeah. If they could stay up, they'll be they'll be delighted with, with the season on it. Um, Susan Brady is telling me def- definitely Ballyhays are going to be favourites for the intermediate this year. So, yeah, um, yeah. Start this. let's start that one here now. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no doubt about it. Um, okay, we we both went for Ballyhays there. Then the final game was Gauna hosting Killigarry. Um, Killigarry down a massive amount of bodies. Gauna probably down a lot of bodies too when you think about it. But four seventeen to Gauna one eight to Killigarry. It's a it's a hammering, but. Um, Killigarry just they need everybody to be to be there. I don't really buy that, Damien. No, um, I don't. To be honest, because I'll, I'll read you out the Killigarry team, and you, you tell me is this a weak outfit? Uh, Paddy Gallagher and Golds, who is their number one. Mm. Daryl Dunn, Daryl McKenna, and Anselm Lovett. Kevin Lovett, Daryl Kennedy, and Oshin Brady. So two county senior players and a very good up and coming player, like as in a played county senior and a very good up and coming player there in Kevin Lovett. Mark McDermott, who's another twenty one county player along with Daniel Walsh in the middle of the field. Ben Mooney, Matty McKenna and Dara Gannon in the half-forward line. Full-forward line, Jack Cosgrove, Connor Smith and Dara Lovett. So I think there's there's lots. They might be low on numbers, but there's no shortage of quality, in my opinion, on that that uh, 15 that they put out. Um, and I would say Gary were probably missing just as many or more as well, like especially when they had Connor Smith back there. So I, I'm, not, look, I'm not pissing on Killigarry here. They're obviously just going through a bit of a sticky patch, but... Uh, David, that's a little bit concerning from a Kilgarry point of view. Like on the Garner side, obviously they were they would have been missing uh Connor Madden. Oshin Pierce is still injured, Connor Brady. Ian, Brady. Um, Ian Madden. Keen Madden as well, of course. Yeah, so like they're missing they're at least four starters there. Um they did have all those young county on the twenty twenties, um your lads from the twenties, and they also had Ryan Donahue playing as well. Um Ryan Brady's Robbie not, Fitzpatrick. Brian Brady, Brady's not playing. Uh, that's right. He must be injured. Um, Shawnee Harton, come on, got a goal. Ray Kyo got got a point. Um, Aaron Brady is lined out in defence, usually a forward. As far as I know, he scored one two, so maybe he did play up front. Ryan McGahern lined out as usual spot full back. He's credited with two points in the report I saw. So, um, did I hear Mark McKeever was full forward? Well, not on the team sheet. Uh, but it's 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 possible, yeah, it is possible. 
Mm, I think I heard that he, uh, he played in a full forward on, on this sure. occasion. So I think he'd be playing in a full forward. I think he could play anywhere on the field. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Although that guy in the forward line, it's just frightening. It, when they have everybody, it's going to be a frightening prospect. And I think I'm right in saying, David, something we didn't comment on on, on the pod was uh, David Phillips lined out for Sligo recently and got sent oh, wow. off but got sent off by Noel Mooney. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Am I right in saying that? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, right. Wonder, that, I wonder is that the first time a Cavaman ever sent off another Cavaman in an All-Ireland Championship match? Has to be. Yeah, I don't know. Does it have to be? I remember years ago, like players used to referee mm. games and stuff. But yeah, it could be. Yeah, sure. They couldn't. Well, although there was a lot of transfers across the, you know, as in a lad could just move to Mead and he'd play for Mead. You mm. know, it's it's still I still think it's unlikely, and I'd say it was probably less than the offs back in the day when there was a lot of transfers as well. Um, you probably would have had to absolutely kill someone to get sent off back then. Yeah, yeah. I I'd, I'd love to see what happened. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, like I'd love yeah. to see the, the the foul or the tackle or whatever it was and, and Well there's always fireworks when Cavan gets in Garner meet, even even if they meet in the Connor Championship match. Yeah, I think somebody said that there was a, a pitcher going round and David Phillips was kind of, you know, two arms very close to Noel Mooney's arms going, No, please don't do this, don't do this. <laughs> Oh, look at tough, tough one. I can't really comment, but um, yeah, I'd love to see what happened there. But It'd be good to see this David Phillips um, come back to Garner at any stage because for for the last few years we've kind of been saying that. Well, we didn't not last year in fairness, but for the previous years we were saying that Garner had a very strong forward line and and not so strong at the back. And, <coughs> and now David was on the team at that stage, but now he, he's starting with Garner, or he's definitely playing with Sligo. Um, mm. Shows his quality there now. So then again, they've brought, they've brought through the likes of Young Harton and uh, Cormac Brady and good mm. young defenders, natural defenders like that. So be interesting now to see what 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 will play out. That's it. That's it. I'm, I'm, I, I spoke to him after the Sligo League game, um, and we were just chatting about it. But I don't actually know what he's doing work wise. Is it it's work that has him over there? I presume. I'm not sure now. No, um, but he'd be an addition. Obviously, he'd be an addition. He's a county senior yeah. for Sligo. He's after playing county senior for both Cavan and for Sligo, so he 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 would make your and strengthen your Garner team. So mm. um, definitely be interesting to see. Okay, so that means after the six games that were in Division One of the All County Football League, um, we are five from six, both of us. Going into now, Division Two was a bit of a mess because we predicted the wrong games. I was I was wrong and you were asleep. So between the two, <laughs> I take the blame on it. Yeah. Well, yeah. the point is, Damien, that you were throwing a lot of shade at other podcasts, which were which were uh, making genuine errors, and you decided that you'd rain all over their parade. I know. And look and look at how karma comes back and slaps me in the face. Yeah, so, I think I think you owe an apology now to to. Uh, to the listeners and to me and even to, to the other podcast to be honest <laughs> <laughs> I apologise to everybody <laughs> if 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 what i done offended you I'm sorry it made you feel offended <laughs> no you shouldn't say sorry you should say I regret any offence caused you're not yeah. you're just stop short of apologising <laughs> okay um, so we start off Knockbride against Kuhullins uh, 2-8 to Knockbride Kuhullins one goal and 12 so close match here a 14 points to 15 that's a that's a good well it's, a, it, it's great to get a win I'm sure for Coo Hollands in, in a tight battle like that 
Yeah, not, not, it's hard to just put a handle, get a handle on not bright where they're exactly at. Their tent, well, we know where they are at the table, their tent, but I would have expected not bright now to be a little bit further up the table than that. Like they've, they've already suffered four losses, but I, I know that um, Aidan McCabe will have them in good shape now for championship. But uh, you would have liked to have seen them a little bit further up the table because that junior championship this year is going to be an absolute killer field. But Cahullans now, after starting so well, they have picked up two losses in the last three games, I think I'm right in saying. Uh, so yeah. that's going to be interesting to watch them as well. That Division 2 is a really tight division. Yeah, just looking through it, like obviously Drumlane are a junior team, but flying at the top of it. So, um, yeah, it's... It... Well, everyone's dropped points. Like It's amazing to see the... Uh, there's nobody even with six wins out of seven in Division 2. Whereas you have teams at the top of Division 1 that are unbeaten. Division 2, Jumlain and Butler's Bridge are first and second. And they've both, they've both uh, dropped points in two games. And you have the same as Division 1 in Division 3, where undefeated teams at the top. So, um, yeah, interesting enough. Second game then, Corner Fane got the better of Beltorbis. Two goals in nine to one goal in nine. Um, this was in Corner Fane, so good win for Declan Beard's side, who are are putting a run together at the moment. They really are. We, we said that um, Ballyhays were the story in Division 1. It has to be said, Corner Fane are the story here in Division 2 at the minute. Now. They're, they're, they're in good form. They're not top of the table, and that's probably why we haven't been talking about them as much. But they've only actually lost once, about two draws in the mix there as well. I would say this is their best league campaign in a few years now, a good few years, and seem to be playing good football, um, putting up decent scores. I'll run you through who was scoring for them here in this win over over Bilthorbet. Um Dean Kenny got a point. David Egan got five. Jerry Sheridan got a goal. James McGarner got one, two. Barry Doyle came off the bench to get a point. Uh, that that list is not is incomplete, so... I think it is. No, no, sorry. It was close enough. Yeah, it's close enough. Um, Yeah, so they got two goals in the first half um, and that left a 2-4 to 4 at halftime, obviously. So um, a player who had a great game for corner fame was the goalkeeper, Emma Martin. He saved a penalty from Stuart Dunn and uh, generally had played well. He made a great save at the end from a palmed effort as well, which could have got a draw for it. Uh, But Torbett did get a goal in injury time by Finn O'Reilly but a late point there from David Egan uh, rounded it off so that was a great win for Corner Finn and they're flying really high the Reds but definitely going to have to we're going to have to reassess them when it comes to power ranking time definitely definitely which isn't too far away now. another few weeks we'll, we'll be on top of them uh, Butler's Bridge were hosting Bannon McHugh close affair two goals in 12 played one goal in 12 to Bridge with the, with the home win here um, again a side is down quite a few bodies but but second in the table, Darren McCarthy would be delighted. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see uh, how all these teams that have players in the county panel do this weekend. There, like they're all going to be targeting this weekend to pick up two points in the league. Uh, you know, it could be the only round of the all county league where they have their county players. Am I right in saying that? But depending, I suppose, on how the Talchin Cup goes, yeah. but exactly. um, or, or when the league finals will be played, I'm sure, surely. It would, Surely, clubs would have to have their county players for a league final. To have them for semi-finals, relegation semi-finals, or and league finals and and relegation ah, proper order. So it's going to be good to see now when when the bridge have the likes of Kevin and Fintana Riley back. Um, but they're going well there. Yeah, they've, they've only lost one out of out of seven and uh, doing well. Yeah, 
Fourth game, Lavi hosting Drumlane. Drumlane again getting goals, three goals in eight to Lavi's ten points. And Lavi's league form continues to to leave them at the bottom of the table. Two two wins from their seven games. They're second from bottom. Yeah, and look, they, they did pick up a win there in round six. Who was it to beat that? It was Baltorovich. Yeah, and that was an important one. It looked like they might have turned the corner, but. Um, yeah, it's they're always a team that just idle along during the league, and they're able to time for the championship. And I'm sure Kevin McDonald will will have them uh, peaking for the championship. But you, they would like to be picking up more wins there at the minute. Now, they're, in fairness, they haven't got the biggest panel in the county, and they probably would be pretty reliant uh, on their county players. Like, but they, they it's it's pretty bad run of form they're on. In fairness, they're struggling for scores. That's the big thing. Like they're only, they're averaging just over ten points a game there. So. Yeah. That's apart from then, who who are were crippled by low numbers this last while. They're, they're the lowest scoring team in the division. Yeah, uh, Drumlane though looking looking good, sitting pretty on top of the table. So they they continue with with winning ways. Baileyborough were hosting Arva. Um, Baileyborough coming away with the win here. This is a massive statement by by Baileyborough. Eleven points to Arva's nine. Yeah, Baileyborough needed this win too, Damien, because uh, they weren't exactly tearing up any trees there. They were. We're coming into this door. They were at the moment they're sitting in seventh. That has propelled them up. But those two points are absolutely crucial because their score difference isn't great. It's still minus two. Um, have been struggling for scores as well. Again, they're they're only scored seventy seven points in their seven games. So we're only averaging eleven points a game. So uh, it looked like Arva had torn the corner or beginning to find form after a very poor start to the to the competition. But um, this was a great win for Bailey. absolutely. Shercock got the better of Mullahorn up in O'Hagan Park by a single point. One goal and nine to Shercock, 11 points to Mullahorn. And Mullahorn is another team that inconsistency is is probably the order of the day. Four wins, three losses, I think it is, um, of their seven games. Yeah, <clears throat> Mullahorn have now, I don't know, like we've, at one stage if Mullahorn had lost to Shercock, I know they beat them in the championship one year, but it'd be a result that you'd be kind of sitting up in your seat a few years ago and it's sort of become normal now with Mullahorn like Mullahorn are kind of floating between Division 1 and, and Division 2 and uh, struggling a little bit to, to hold their place in the senior championship there as well like I know they scraped into the quarterfinals the year before last um, with one win out of the, the four group games last year where did they end up in the championship last year David? Well yeah yeah quarterfinals like so I know Mullahorn just haven't kicked on as we expected since that win that interview. <laughs> there seem to be um, a good core of young lads there, but for some reason they just haven't kicked on yet. But look, again, not to not to use a cliche, but there would be a championship team. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, but they still will want to be winning games. Final game then in the Wilton Waste Recycling All County Football League Division Two last weekend was Drumgoon. Hosting Den and Drumgoon came away with a three-point win, three goals and six points to Den's twelve points. Um, good win for Drumgoon, I suppose. Most importantly, yeah, Den are on a, Den have got a serious hangover there at the minute. Now, like I know they've lost a lot of players uh, through injury and stuff like that, and they did have such a, a long season, but um, they looked like a team who who were going to come up and have a say in the intermediate, and they might yet, but they're. <clears throat> They're in very bad form here. Um, whereas Trumgoon, I said it last week on the podcast, it's, it's probably time we started to respect Trumgoon more. Like, they're the kind of team that 
we kind of look at them and if they're not at home, we can tend to tip against them uh, in the predictions. And it's it's probably not fair because like they've they've won three games in this division. They're they're sitting there ninth. They're a solid outfit. Um, and they can pull up to wins. anyone on the day. Three wins from seven games, solid. Well, they're reasonably solid. I know we're kind of down on Lavia. They've got two wins from seven, and here we are, big enough to groom. But they are working off smaller numbers there, I think. And um, like, there's a big difference in how we perceive Lavia and Tremgroon as well. So there is a different expectation level there. One is intermediate, one is senior. Uh, so yeah. I, I think Tremgroon are probably better than they get credit for. Like a couple of years ago under Kieran, Kieran O'Malley, they were able to pull off a massive first round upset in the championship against Lara. Um, I think probably their squad depth mightn't be as strong as some of the other teams. But when they're at full strength, they're a handful. Dominic Donegan there, the boxer, back into the team, playing ball. He's strengthening up their back line and still getting a good bit out of like of Keith Fannin. So, um, yeah, I think they're, they're reasonably solid there. Then, you know, it's just all gone pear-shaped with them at the minute. But you'd hope that they could get lads back like we, and play some of the football that we saw them playing in the, in the All-Ireland series and in the in the provincial club series in the junior, that it, it should be enough to see them go a good distance in the intermediate championship. Mm. They'll want to stay in this division, though, in, in terms of it. And they're sitting at the bottom with no wins from their seven games um, compared to, as you said, the top end, Drumlane and Butler's Bridge have five wins, one loss, one draw, uh, which leaves them on 11 points from their seven games. So, um, yeah, then it'll, it'll want to turn around fairly quick because 14... Uh, team league they've got six more games to, to get themselves some points on the board um, ok moving on to the Kite Powertech All County Football League Division 3 Shannon Gales conceded to Templeport we both went for Templeport so we'll give ourselves ticks for that one um, disappointing to see any team conceding and hopefully that's not something we, we see repeated again but Nugent were hosting Killigarry B Finished two twenty six to McNugent, nine points to Killigarry. And the only thing I kind of heard from this one was Killigarry are scraping lads to keep this this junior team together. Mm. Um, you know, lads who who may not have played in a couple of years. I think talked out at the weekend. It's difficult, like you know. I, I remember Killigarry did this a good few years ago, and I was chatting to one of the Killigarry fellas, and I think I mentioned this before in the podcast, and he kind of said to me. As a player with the seniors, he didn't like it because some fellas that time kind of said, ah, I'm just going to play with the Division 3 team because it wasn't Junior B football or anything. It was still a good enough standard of football. Hmm. Um, and the, he was saying there was a few lads that could have pushed on and be part of the senior panel back then and kind of gave them an easy option. So that's sort of an unintended consequence of it. And I know that's not the case at the minute. Just numbers are tight and it's probably gone the opposite way to have to drag up lads off the Division 3 team. But have to have to admire their, their ambition there. But um, and it's a great idea because like, the numbers are there underage. Yeah. It, gives, it does give a pathway for those lads, but it's, it's difficult. Yeah, and again, I, I I do think in fairness to them, they're trying to do it the right way. You know, rather than yeah. say to the lads, I'm not sure what way the timings where um this one was at six o'clock on Saturday, so probably did collide. But they they're they're not saying lads come here, finish that senior game, and go on over there to Manuja and play that game. There 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 doesn't seem to be an overlapping player. So uh, hope hopefully it turns around for them. When they get a good, when they get a few more injuries cleared up and stuff, it's probably that second team that will strengthen quicker. Mm, probably will be, yeah. Um, 
So we both went from a Nugent on that one as well. So that's two from two in Division 3. Moving on then, Swan and Barr were hosting Kilishandra. Kilishandra racking up a big score here, 4-17 to Swan and Barr's 2-8. We both went for Kilishandra here. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty demoralising defeat there from Swad for Swad now. So they were looking probably they were probably looking a little bit more competitive than than we had kind of thought. They had won three games in the first six and drawn a game, mm. uh, which was an improvement. But that's a heavy heavy loss there to Kilishandra. Mm, maybe maybe Kilishandra time in a run here. You just wouldn't know. Oh, Kilishandra should be at the top end of that division, really. Like in fairness, like they were an intermediate championship semi final last year again. Numbers wouldn't be huge, but like lots of individual quality and lots of experience as well. Yeah, and they're not a million miles off at the sitting in fourth, so yeah, they still have time to to pull themselves back into into the promotion. Chain. Ah, very very much so. Yeah, um, Red Hills. Here's an eye catching one for you. Red Hills five goals and fourteen. Kildallan one goal and seven. What happened to Red Hills? They 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 couldn't score for fun um, in the previous few rounds, and now they hit four. Or five fourteen. Yeah, I don't. I didn't hear much about the game, um, but I think it says a lot about Kildallan. Kildallan are struggling. Am I right in saying was it they did draw with, with Swad there recently, and the form of Swad um, is not exactly great now. Um, sorry, I did actually get a report on this game, and the report said it was Rahil's biggest win in tally in the league for many seasons. It probably was two four from Torlock Mooney was key to that. Um, Pacchioletti got four points Cormac Bryce got three points Paul Martin got 1-1 one, one. Um, I see Darren McGovern's name back in the Kildallan team I should imagine will strengthen their team but and Shane McPartlin came off the bench to get a point but um, and Rory Dunya was lining out there from the start for his as well Joe Callan's now in Nets so a lot of experience under his team like you have a good few intermediate medalists from 2008 still going under his team the his team was it's kind of a mix of young lads and 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 veterans, I suppose you could say, but Kildallan not not a good form at all. No, no, not not going well for them. Drung taking on Drummalee. This was the only game we differed in in the predictions. I went for Drummalee. You went for Drung, and I, I, this feels a like deja vu. But again, it was Mickey Brennan with a free to equalise it for Drummalee. Yeah, and I heard all about it at length. Like I mean, at length from Brennan on on Sunday in Clonus. Yeah, and, and the more we heard about it, the longer it got. <laughs> yeah, by the end of it, he was taken. I think from halfway between Clonus and and Drum. it was around Scott <laughs> Scott's house somewhere. But uh, yeah, no, it was it was a long story. It literally was a long story. Yeah, it involved placing the ball. I placed the ball. I ran back. I looked up. I waved at the sideline. I heard it all, but yeah. it, it seemingly it was a brilliant score by Mickey. So uh, all slagging aside, fair play to him. Yeah, so one 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 that deserves to get a point out of it. So, um, yeah, Drum Drum still remaining unbeaten in that division. So going rightly, um, and we always say it, Damien, on the podcast, and it's worth saying again. They have a brilliant manager, Kieran O'Malley. I think he's excellent. He's got a great record. And talking to lads who who uh, have played from before, they all say he's one of the best managers to play under. Yeah, well, definitely. Uh, just looking even at, I think, the second or third best defensive record in that division. Um, now, their, their scoring wouldn't be as high as the teams around them, like Nugent and, and Templeport and Kilishandra have scored higher. But I think that defensively, they look like they're, they're physically where they need to be. Um, so good good to see Drummley making making progress again. And Kilshamrocks hosting Corla. 
it finished two goals and seven to six points in favour of Kill Shamrock. So good win for, for Kill Barry Crow's side, um, which keeps them up in the top half of the table. They're now in fifth position with four wins, a draw and two losses. So uh, equal on points with Kill Shandra. Yeah, you know, I was just looking at the table and he's wondering at what point like something is going to be done to address uh, the issues in West Cavan at the minute. Because from from tenth place on the table, or sorry, from ninth place on the table, now there's a, there's a new team being invented on the Division Three table. I've noticed the last few weeks. Shanigan and Aidens. Yeah, yeah, no, they haven't played any games yet. So, but I don't know where they where they ended up on the league table. They'll be there for a while. But like, even if you go from Red Hills, if you classify Red Hills on the fringes of West Cavan, there, like um, Red Hills, Swanlinbar, Kildallan. Kilgarry's second team, Shanigales, you have Maher in there, and then you've got Corda, all in the all in the bottom of the bottom division. So it's it's very disappointing to see it. Like it's kind of one of these constants that we've seen over the years for um clubs in that area, including my own club it is, rise up for a while and then kind of fall back down there. Like and Drung is our neighbouring club too. And I know they were in the junior final last year, but um if you were to draw a map of the county and colour code it as pair what what division or what championship teams are in? Like it would be, it it would be big for pretty depressing viewing. Um, you'd wonder, you'd wonder what the end game is going to be there. Like, yeah, it, yeah. It, look, again, it's probably it's, no different than any other sport, any other population dictates. Um, you know. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it is a very much a numbers game. Like, uh, you know, I'd, I'd imagine Kildallan have to pick, have a better pick than a lot of those clubs, but uh, it just doesn't seem to be happening for Kildallan at the minute. But um, yeah, it's it's a difficult position to be in. Like, particularly feel sorry for Corla because they were joined up with Swad there, and that came to an end. And I don't know what way it's going to work out. Um, but it is probably worthy of a whole podcast on its own. Yeah, yeah, well, and and a wee bit more investigation into into it just to see population, playing numbers, all that sort of stuff. It's um, it's it's something that probably needs to be addressed. And and, and tra- tradition is part of it too, like. Um, I really think that, like in Red Hills, there's a tradition of producing excellent players. <clears throat> Red Hills have always produced very good players, right from the from the foundation of the club. We didn't have big representation on our, all Ireland winning teams or anything, but there's always been good players. Uh, like in the '60s, we had Hugh McInerney winning all the at Cavan, and right through, like with Ollie Brady winning All Star in '78, and right through to the Cavan under 21s that were winning. And um, with lots of players on those teams and all the rest of it, but not a tradition of sustain, sustained success. Whereas I would, I would imagine Red Hills numbers are small, but are they any smaller than Gowna? Probably not. Like it's probably one one small national school pulling out of. It's amazing what tradition can do as well. Um, some t- clubs can get by on it and and just manage to get teams out and and. You know, to just get better generation on generation, and other clubs can't. It's a, it's an interesting one. It's just something that struck me there, looking at the league table. That mm. there's a lot of clubs in a similar geographic location. Barramatta, who are just an outlier, um, they've they've been down there for a long time and don't seem, even though they're improved this year, but still not improved to the point of winning anything yet. No, no. Uh, as you say, it's 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 a whole other podcast. Mm. So, um, okay, we'll get to prediction time. Um, so 
Hopefully I'm right on this one's all games in Division 1 of the Romar Energy All-County Football League are Friday evening, the 13th of May. Killigarry are hosting Calvin Gales. Who are we going for here? Calvin Gales. Yeah, me too. Second game, Bally Hayes hosting Coot Hill. Bally Hayes. Yeah, on current form, I'd, I'd be inclined to agree with you. Just don't know. Could Hill are going to pick up a bloody wind that'll, well, they're going to get another wind. They definitely are. And this, this could be the one they're targeting. I wouldn't be surprised to see Could Hill win this one. Larry United hosting Killing Care. This is a local derby, too. Like, this could be, this could be hot. You call this one. <laughs> I think my heart is leading me towards Killing Care on this. Um, but, Lara could turn around and win it. Um, like I remember playing a couple of times and, and Lara was up for this one, but so we're killing care. I, I'm going to call a draw. I'm going to call a draw. On this. Uh, doesn't it, I was going to oppose you because I'm struggling here. So I'm going to go Lara. Uh, apologies to killing care listeners. I'm going to go Lara. Home advantage to swing it. Okay. Castle Rahan hosting Balanya. Castle Rahan for me at home. I'm gonna go with you, and and I'm gonna put it down to Brian Donahue knows all the Balanyalas really well, so he know the ins and outs of them. It might just be enough to swing this one. Rammer United hosting Gowan. This is gonna be a good one because county players are back. Draw. I'm going Gowan. They drew last year also in Virginia, albeit controversial circumstances, but. I'm going to go with the draw again. And they drew in the county final last year. That's right. That's right. This is the fourth, this is the fourth meeting of these two teams now that we, now that we say it, Damien. So this, if Garner are to win, it'll be the first win for Garner in, in those four. This could be hot and heavy, this one. I, do you know what? I, I predict fireworks. I predict huge fireworks. Oliver O'Reilly is a referee in it, so he's going to have his hands full. Yes. Um. Okay, final game then is Lacken hosting Kings Court Stars. That can have a good record against Kingsford, funnily enough. They've met a lot uh, in the last few years. They seem to meet in the Championship every year, every second year. And that can actually have a good record against them. And uh, uh, Thomas Galligan and Raymond Galligan. Yeah. I could see Lacken winning this. Now, yeah, no, me, me they're playing Dublin Sunday, obviously. So there's no, we're not going to see a debut for Charlie Morris. No, I'm thinking out loud here. Yeah, no, I'm going to go with Lacken here uh, to continue their record against the Stars. Okay, I'll oppose you. Because I, I I I think this could be very close, but um, I'll go with Kingscourt. Kingscourt gave Lacken an outrageous hammer last year. I should say that. So I don't want. I haven't forgotten that game. But in general, uh, Lacken have matched up well to Kingscourt over the years. Now this not last year, but I think at home they they might. Yeah, it's supposed to be a one word prediction. So I'm going to go Lacken. Okay. Okay. Second division, uh, Wilton Waste Recycling All County Football League in Sheelan Park. Friday the 13th I was double checking on this one quarter past or quarter to eight Bala McHugh hosting Shercock Shercock me too uh, Drum Lane hosting Den Drum Lane me too Mullahorn hosting Drumgoon Mullahorn despite what I said earlier <laughs> or just to prove what you said earlier <laughs> uh, I go to Mullahorn too um, probably because they didn't didn't win last week. I think I'm right saying again. Yeah, 
because they were beaten last week. I think they'll bounce back. Um, Arva hosting Butler's Bridge. Call it. Oh, I'm, I'm struggling. Um, I'm going to give the bridge the nod. Although I have at home are good, like they're they're really good. They love Hala. On, I'll go to draw. I'm going to call the bridge. Okay. Okay. Uh, Beltorbet hosting not bride. Not bride. Yeah, I'm going for not bride myself. Um, Lavi against Cornafane. I give it to Cornafane. No, what am I doing? County players are back. Let me tell you. You said it. It's one word. Go on. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a don't, second. Don't change your mind, son. Don't change your mind. Okay, I'll get it. I'll stick with it. I presume okay. you're going for Lavi. I'm going to go with Lavi now. Yeah. Yeah. Have it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Coo uh, Collins against Bailiborough in Mulla in Edwin Carlin Community Park. Collins. Yeah, should do it. Should do it. Okay, um, into then the Kite Powertech All County Football League Division 3. It's round 8. Killigarry B hosting Templeport. Templeport. Same as Corla hosting Shannon Gales. Oh, I'm going to go Shannon Gales, even though they didn't feel last week. But I think local derby, they're going to get lads on the field. That that'll be a good game there. I'm going Shannon Gales because Jason McLaughlin's play. Yeah, well, if Jason plays, that's going to be massive. Yeah, make a huge difference. You'd imagine. Yeah. Drummer hosting Muncher Connacht. Oh, good game that. Yeah. Yeah. I have to go with Trumbley there at home. Like they're in good form. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to stay with the boys. And, um, I'll, I'll go with Trumbley, but Mickey, Mickey Luxton coming up for the freeze. Mickey Luxton. Phil <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gallen hosting Drung. Drung. Yeah, for me too. Um, Mike Nugent hosting Swanland Bar. Mike Nugent, definitely. Uh, and Kilishandra hosting Red Hills. Red Hills after finding scores could like I've been preaching for a while that, that Red Hills of a forward line is good enough to win this junior championship when they're when they're clicking. Packy Lady and, and Torek Mooney and the two Martins and you know Cormac Bride supplying middle of the field. I'm going to I'm gonna go Red Hills. It's a good, it's a big call there now, um, and it wouldn't take much persuasion for me to go Red Hills too. But I'm going to have to oppose. I'm, I'm, yeah, I have to oppose you. I'm, go, I'm assessing up the risk reward ratio here, and I, I think it's going to be a tight game. And if you've gone for Red Hills, I'll have to take the home team here. Yeah, yeah, there, there's a lot to be said for it. But and Kilishandra obviously was a four seventeen they got in the last day. Like there's maybe they found it, the scoring boots as well, you know. So. Um, this could be a cracker. Well, five something uh, Red Hill has got last week. Five fourteen, Kilishandra got four seventeen. This this could be a high scoring uh, affair. So we look forward to that. Um, is that the all? No, sorry, one more. Mahara are taking on Kill Shamrocks. This one's on Sunday at two o'clock. I have to go with Kill there. Yeah, me too. Um, okay, 
That brings us, folks, to the end of the McAvoy Supervisor GA podcast. Thank you, million, for tuning in. Don't forget to check out the Die Hard service over on patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin, as well as our Calvin Lives podcast this week. Paul Fitzpatrick caught up with Dave McIntyre. I have to say, this is a great one. A lot of people wouldn't won't realize the, the Calvin connection. Some will, some won't, but um, he he is Calvin. He's he's thoroughbred Calvin as he as he describes himself and gives a real great insight into how he's become probably Ka- or Ireland's greatest multi-sport commentator he's he's phenomenal so a uh, great listen over on Calvin lives there um that's on patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin as well Paul thanks William for your time thanks Demo yes it was great yes it was great yes it was great stuff and Larry has put it over the it was hard, fast football after that. You're in Carvin, yeah. Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Cavan to get come back into the big time? And then the cave, and it's over the lap, and Cavan are not buried yet. Have them doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Oh, yes! And over the bar, Vincent Cahill, what a day he is having! Oh, this is brilliant by Cavan! Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah!